Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. And I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing season seven, episode ten of Seventh Heaven, the title of which is Cry for Help, and the German title is Three Angels for Carl. Um, just a note, originally this episode was supposed to be titled Female Trouble, um, but they decided to change it to Cry for Help. I mean, I think Which that's a little more, more fitting yeah. because calling it Female Trouble kind of... Demeans it. Yeah. So anyway, our IMDb user synopsis is, Eric becomes the new DJ for a college radio station and he is immediately is involved in a suicide call by a student. Lucy continues to be upset about the partnership of Kevin with Roxanne. So what was your first impression of this episode? Um, I wish this show made me care more because I feel like this would have been an interesting episode to pay attention to and kind of be involved in, especially with all the guest stars and the sto- like the suicide storyline. But honestly, like, I, every single storyline was centered around people we didn't care about. Ruthie's was about this Jake character. Simon's was mostly about Cecilia and Ben. Um, Lucy's was all about Kevin and Roxanne. And the Revs were about, like, the guest stars. It's, it, I don't know, it's just really sad because we've kind of developed, I don't know, I mean, obviously there's no relationship between myself and Seventh Heaven, but, like, as a viewer, I, um, you know, I had, like, feelings about characters and stuff and I don't really care about any of these people right now and it's just taking away from the experience I feel like especially because this episode is about suicide and a lot and a lot of times uh Seventh Heaven's issue episodes are the best episodes so Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. so um let's get into it with the cold open um so as the user synopsis says um the rev is all excited because he has gotten a new job um, Lucy kind of hooked him up with it, and he is going to be do- taking over a radio show at the college radio station. Um, Annie is unhappy because she's like, you're not the man I married. I married a minister, not a radio DJ. Um, you're kind of going off the deep end here. Um, and she's just basically, like, expressing her discontent with his new life choices. Um, and... That's it, that's it. That's about the- it, Yeah. yeah. Um, before we get into all the storylines, we just like to mention that because we, we didn't last episode. Um, so, uh, Adam Lavornia, Robbie Palmer is officially no longer in the episodes. Actually, I think he was officially no longer in the episode starting from the last episode. Apparently, um, originally in the last episode, the storyline with getting Peter back into the house, like into his house was all with Robbie, but they rewrote it with Roxanne and Kevin. Um, and now he's been written out officially last episode. He had midterm, so he wasn't in the episode. And this episode he is with his mother in Florida, uh, because something we get the idea she's sick or something because she was sick, Before we know she was sick when he met joy with joy and stuff. Yeah. So they ask, like, they just say like, Oh, how's Robbie's mother doing to give us the idea that she wasn't doing so well. So he went down to help her. And we're meant to believe that he's coming back for Christmas, but I don't think we're ever going to hear about Robbie ever again. Yeah. Which just is sad. I know. Very quickly, though, I wanted to say. Wrap up on Robbie. Yeah. I just wanted to say that this kind of plays into my idea that I think they really did want Mary and Robbie to end up together at the end. I think if Adam Lavornia hadn't left the show, it would have, I think they would have been endgame. Yeah? Yeah, I think so, because obviously this came out of nowhere, and I think, like, 
like writing wise, I think they decided that they were going to have them get back to. I think because they kept on bringing back the Mary and Robbie kind of shit. Yeah, and they just had him talking to her like when Matt and Mary wanted you know Robbie to go try to tell Chandler to get out of town, and then prior to the the episode prior to that, he had been on the phone with her. Yeah, um, talking about like whatever. But they clearly have a connection, and they keep on going back to each other. So I think if he hadn't left, I really think we would have seen an endgame, which, well, I guess, you know, that's why fan fiction exists. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm currently writing it. As we speak, I'm writing the fan fiction. So we'll get into this episode now. Um, We're going to talk about uh, Ruthie first. Mm -hmm. So as we know, two episodes ago, Ruthie was put on her first restriction for two weeks for spending time with her boyfriend alone when nobody was at the house. Um, And we learn in this episode, we first catch up with Ruthie when somebody is at the back door and she opens it and it is Jake. Now, if you recall, Jake, she had been, like, said said was her boyfriend um, at first and then Peter came by while she was on restriction and now who's, who's doing what, you know? Well, before Jake comes by, she specifically tells her mother that she doesn't want to spend any time with Jake because during her restrictions, he kind of, like, was all over her. He would carry her books, carry her backpack. He switched his lunch periods to be with her. He'd follow her around, and she kind of feels suffocated. Um, And we know that Ruthie, like, character-wise, is very independent. She's very smart. So I don't think she'd like a relationship in which she was doted on like that. Um... But she hasn't actually told Jake that. So when Jake shows up, she's kind of left, you know, it's a whirlwind for her. And we get back to them after dinner because he's there for dinner and he hasn't left because he's allowed to stay there for like as long as he wants because it's not a school night. And finally, Ruthie's like, I gotta, I gotta, I don't like you. Like, you annoy me. You're all up in my ass and I'm not about it. And he's like, okay, cool, bye. Yeah, he's just like, whatever, we're 12, we weren't going to get married. So this is a real-life good relationship here. Um, (laughs) And also, well, yeah, because Ruthie was honest and just like, you know, I don't know. It was good. She was like, oh, I'm surprised you didn't cry. (laughs) He was like, why would I cry? Well, like you said, Ruthie probably wanted to make him cry. Yes, she probably was hoping for that. Um, which has, which is a dynamic in a relationship. That's fine. It happens. It happens. That's what people want. Sometimes they just want somebody that makes them cry. Yeah. And sometimes people just want to see people cry. (laughs) Anyway. Life is complicated, guys. Um, so we will move on now to Simon, who is... Going strong with Cecilia. Yeah. Um, so first we'd like to say that Ben is back, uh, and he's back specifically for Thanksgiving. Um, Ben tells us in a conversation with Simon that his girlfriend from London is going to try things with her boyfriend from London and that they broke up and that he doesn't like being alone during the holidays. So he's back in Glen Oak for Thanksgiving. Um, and Simon comes to the rescue here and decides that he's going to try to help Ben. Um, just like to say, this is the first time I think we've seen a Ben and Simon interaction. Usually Ben's with his brother, or with Ruthie. Uh, So this is a new dynamic. I don't think it played well, but maybe... No, it really didn't. Um, But, like, Simon kind of... With all these new people, I feel like... Simon, first of all, when he started getting older, kind of got pushed out of the the Camden family storylines. And now it's like... I feel like he's kind of underdeveloped as a character. And 
he's like amidst all these people who we're still getting to know. And it's just weird because, the, I don't know, more could have been done with him in the past. Um, and I just feel like they're, they're like not giving... I feel like Simon is still not, like not a fully developed character because he was when he was younger, but now he's older. And it's like we haven't really seen that much change in him in the ways that we've seen like Matt and Mary and Lucy change over time. Or even Ruthie. Yeah, or even, like, yeah. So, anyway. Um, I did, yeah, I'd like to say also because I'm going to argue here that David Gallagher's, Gallagher is potentially their strongest actor. Um, Except for that time when he had to be, like, serious yeah. when he was running out to, yeah. But I feel like from, like, if we look at the uh, expanse of Seventh Heaven, throughout the series, I feel like he's their strongest, like, besides the adults, obviously, he's their strongest actor. I think the other person that they think is their strongest actor is Beverly Mitchell and Lucy, uh, and she obviously gets a lot of screen time. I think I think out of everyone in over like the I, I would argue that Catherine Hicks does the best job. Oh yeah, act, I'm, I'm saying besides the yeah adults. yeah. Um, but I think overall, when you count episode appearances, uh, like Beverly Mitchell has the most right after her in the Rev. Yeah yeah. So, um, so yeah, De- Simon decides that he's back to the storyline. Simon um, is like, well, there's a club called Club Minor. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's for minors. It's for kids, what is it, 14 to 20? Yeah. Um, and you can go, and like, it's like a dance club for people that are underage. And he invites Ben. Ben is 23. And Ben's like, uh, hell no. I'm not going to an under 21 club, yeah. And he, Simon's like, actually, like, there's a bunch of desperate women that come there. Now, this logic, before we even get into the actual, like, goings-on of Going ons, goings on, goings on, going, going ons, goings, goings on. <laughs> what happens in the episode? Yeah. Um, this logic is flawed. Why would women desperate for dates go to a underage club looking for men? Just somebody explain this to me. It's it's not it's it's seventh heaven. It's inexplicable. <laughs> That's true. That's a good reason actually. Um, <laughs> like nobody would do this. I, first of all, I think for a lot of re- like, okay, anyway, so they go to the, so Ben is like, okay, you convinced me. You say there's going to be a lot of desperate women there. They go, they're standing in line to get in and everybody in line is like in high school. Um, no. Simon has to give Ben a fake ID to even get in because you have to be under 21 to get in because of like, I don't know, legality reasons. But I feel like the fake ID doesn't even have a picture on it because the fake ID is for a 15-year-old that is black. Yeah. And we're supposed to believe that Ben is this 15-year-old black child. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Simon is friends with the doorman who will bat, like, who will look the other way. Uh, and Ben's about ready to leave until he sees an older w- woman walking into the club. Uh, she's the only one we see, and that's, like, kind of the reason Ben goes in. Uh, all these girls are, all these teenage girls are thirsting after 23-year-old Ben with their braces and their pimples and their <laughs> teenageness, and he's kind of, like, feeling really uncomfortable. We have a lot of David Gallagher showing us his dance moves um, in this. Yeah, and it gets pretty erotic and raunchy for Seventh Heaven. Yeah, I mean, we don't have, like, full-on grinding, but I want to say, like, they get as close to grinding as possible without, like, touching because, yeah. like, obviously, leave 
room for the Holy Spirit, as they say. Um, but yeah, he's dancing with a lot of people. Then him and uh, Cecilia are dancing together. It's. I feel like this is the most fun David Gallagher's had on a set in a really long time. He's literally surrounded by women. Yes. Or girls, I should say. Teenage women. girls. Yeah. As Ben is about to leave because he's just been asked to dance by a girl and then the girl calls him a tease because he says no. Because he thinks it's illegal, which it probably is. Um, he runs into this woman that, like, enticed him into the club in the first place. We find out she's 28. And she is the owner of the club. And he's in trouble. Yeah. So this episode ends with Simon getting kicked out of the club, uh, getting his doorman friend fired, and kind of, like, upset with Ben for ruining his night. And Ben's like, you know, I had to hit, hit rock bottom to, like, get up again, and this is rock bottom going to it like getting busted at an underage club and he decides he's ready to start dating again and so i'm really glad that we spent an entire episode resolved around ben's dating and love life this tertiary character yeah at this point um so we'll move on to the next oldest which is lucy I am so sick of this storyline. I really did not pay attention this episode because it's the same thing over and over again. Lucy's jealous of Roxanne. Uh, Kevin is put in a weird position because he's like, oh, my future fiancé doesn't like my work partner. What do I do? So it's just the, it's the same thing that's been going on for the past, like, many episodes. I'm over it anyway. So I don't even know where this storyline starts. Well, um... Kevin invites Lucy out with Roxy and Roxy's friends um, because Roxy's extended an invitation to them. And Lucy says no. And Kevin's like, why? He's like, I don't like her. Kevin's like, oh, okay, fine. Um, And her basic thing is, even after all, every single episode at the end of which things potentially get resolved between them, this fight continues, like Aaron says. And her big thing is, why is Kevin's partner, like, a model? Why is she so beautiful? Like, the only girls that are this beautiful in, like, the police force are Charlie's Angels. Mm. Which I think might be a callback. I think Charlie's Angels probably came out at this point, right? Um, possibly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll look it up. Um, so when we get back to the police station and Roxy's again, uh, told that it came out in 2000. Yeah. So that's probably so right. around the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, that Lucy doesn't want to come because she's quote unquote sick. According to Kevin, Roxy decides it's time to take action. So she speaks to Sar- detective Michaels and says that she likes, to, she would like to change partners. And this is when Kevin goes full asshole mode. Um, He's like, you can't change partners. You can't do this to me. Like, w- like, why are you... We can do this. You're my partner. I'm not going to change partners. And she very, like, ad- like, correctly says, this is not your decision. If I want to change partners, I can change partners. But Kevin's not having it, and Kevin's really angry about it. I don't know if this is, like, an acting choice that George Stoltz has made, or if this is just... I don't know, like, something that he's been told to do by Brenda Hampton or whoever's, like, directing the episodes... Tony Mordente has been directing so many episodes lately. But, like, every time he gets angry, he gets, like, like, or he gets upset about something, he goes full to, like, he goes straight to anger. And the way he speaks is so condescending and so rough and kind of, like, scary. It's all just very, like, authoritative, but, like, and it's, you know, like I said before, like, commanding, you know. I don't know. It just feels like... It is scary. It's, like... If you better or else, you know, like something bad is going to happen. Like in the scene, he's following Roxy around the train, the train station, the police station. And like 
I feel like if I was in her position, he was talking to me like that, I would actually be terrified, like, because of, like, violence. He just seems like... He, like, know. he might snap. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he goes home, and he's mad at Lucy, and Lucy's like, what's up? Why are you mad at me? And Kevin, like, reveals the truth and says, uh, Roxy's changing partners. Lucy faint, like, tries to, like, hide her massive grin. And Kevin's like, this is what you wanted from the beginning. And Lucy tries to say, no, it isn't. And this is when Kevin's like, look, if I can't work things out with my partner right now, then that might, like, my work partner, then that means that maybe we aren't going to be partners for much longer. Yeah, which doesn't really make sense, but... Again, I want to say, why is it that every time either of these get into a fight, that their, like, go-to is, leave the city, we're breaking up, I'm going to kiss a different person. Like, this is not healthy. Correct. Uh, Lucy, obviously, because she's stuck between a rock and a hard place, and also because Lucy's wrong here. Like, she says that she tries to get along with Roxy, but she really hasn't. Like, I have not seen any evidence from, in the last ten episodes... Of her attempting at all to be nice to this girl. No. I mean, not that Roxy's But like not like somebody, she's someone that I really yeah. want anyone to be nice to because she's also just kind of like, meh. There's, not, like, there's nothing to her. I have, As I said in the last episode, she's very one-dimensional. Um, so fast forward to the pool hall. Lucy shows up. It's like, is there room for one more? Tells Roxy, I know we're never going to be best friends, but give me another chance. Please let remain Kevin's partner. And if, like, I, I promise that you can, like, leave if I don't treat you right or whatever. And, yeah. So we're led to believe that this might be a new page in the Kevin, Roxy, Lucy saga. But guess what? Probably not, because in the next episode, I'm sure she'll find another reason to be mad. Yeah. And he'll find another reason to be mad, too. Anywho. So we'll get to what is, I'm going to say it's going to be the main storyline. Um, so as we said, the Rev has gotten a job at the um, university's radio station. Uh, it's a job that he got through Lucy. Now, Lucy, I did like Was the- working, yeah, like R- Lucy was trying to work a little like secret, secret plan, I think. Um, this is some more of her like, sh- like a peeks into her like, her as a reverend kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so the rev thinks it's like a radio job as in he'll be a music DJ, but actually, actually it's a job as a talk DJ. Um, it's like a talk show. And at the radio station, we meet our first main guest star. Uh, he's character Will, and it's played by... Um, what's his name? What's his first name? Matt Zuckery? Oh, I nope, was, not, that's nope, not what I was talking nope, about. Wrong person. Will is played by Usher. Yes. Uh, Usher, Usher. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, wait, what's his first? Usher Raymond? Yeah. The Usher. second? <laughs> I think it is the second. I, yeah. I think he's the second. Yeah, just in case you don't know who Usher is, his full name is Usher Raymond the second. So Usher obviously is a well-known recording artist. He's done, he has like a couple of movies and TV shows under his belt, but he's most well-known for music. Being, yeah, yeah, these are my confessions, but also, oh, I guess that's apt for... Also, yeah. A, and? And other... A, featuring Little John and, and... DJ Got Us Falling in Love Again. And Justin Bieber. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he's done, he's done a lot of things. Yeah. He's actually, he has a really long career. Yeah. He's been around since the he's 90s. Been a long, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. Yep. Good to him. Go him. He's yeah. also a very good dancer. Um, yeah. So Usher plays the producer manager of the radio station. And the rev kind of gets talked into like doing it for a day to mm-hmm. help Usher out. 
By the way, I'm going to call him Usher this entire time. I know his character's name is Will, but he's Usher. But, like, it's not, it doesn't really, it's not relevant to his character or anything. So, yeah, Usher. Um, so the first call he gets is from, I don't actually know what this guy's name is. But it's basically just about, like, how his dad's lost his job because he's old and a young person has replaced him. And this kind of resonates with the Rev, because Rev's also lost his job to a young person. Yeah. Um, Chandler, who does not appear in this episode. And the next call is from a guy who's been calling all week long called Carl. Carl um, is planning, he's just broken up with his girlfriend of um, like almost a year. And it, he's really heartbroken over and it's making him really upset. And he decides that he's going to kill himself. And this is what the m- major storyline is, is the Rev trying to figure out, one, how to find this guy, Carl, and two, how to help him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a scene with him talking to Detective Michaels, trying to get some help. Trying to get, like, the phone traced or whatever, and I don't know. Yeah, all that junk. And then they get another phone f- call from him, and uh, he's adamant that he wants to be on the radio with what he like with the message he has. Otherwise, he's going to hang up. So they put him on the radio, and he has a me- message specifically for his ex-girlfriend, Emily, saying that the reason he's going to kill himself is because Emily broke his heart. This is the character who's Carl is played by Matt Zukri. Yeah, Matt. We, we don't see him yet, but we will say quickly he you will will know him mostly from um, Gilmore Girls, where he played Logan, and he did other. I feel like he did other WB shows, but well, uh, he uh, after Gilmore Girls, he did The Good Wife. Okay, where he played a character, and he's in some, he's in something now. We just saw a commercial for something. Oh yeah, he's in, knew he's going to be in The Resident. It's a Fox show. He plays a doctor. I guess, yeah, The Resident, that sounds... It's like, premiering after the uh, game. The, fo- ga- the, the football, football game, game on today, January 21st. <laughs> so, so you've missed the premiere in case you wanted to watch it, but I guess it comes on Sunday nights on Fox. Yes. So if you want to get your more Matt Zucri in your life. Uh, sponsor us, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> or or the or this the show specifically. Uh, anyway, so... They, Emily comes after, like, this radio announcement, and she's like, I'm the girl who's making Carl kill himself. Uh, so we have Carl, not Carl, Emily, Usher, and the Rev looking for him on the promenade, and it's Usher who finds him. Yes. So Usher, obviously they have to pretend that they don't know who Carl is, um, so... Usher, like, talks about how he's having a really bad day because of, like, school or work or something. And then Usher kind of gets him to open up. um, And he so Carl starts talking about his relationship and how it fell apart. So Usher is like, oh, you know, that's rough, man. I know how it is because the same thing happened to me and I was really broken up about it. But I'm, you know, doing better now kind of thing. He specifically talks about how he went and saw a professional about this. Yes. And that it was weird, like, talking to a stranger at first, but then it ended up really helping. And we see that maybe Carl's, like, opening up to Usher, but then it kind of all gets blown up because Emily and the Rev show up. And this is when, like, Carl kind of realizes that. Ambush. Yeah, he's been ambushed. Uh, And these are the three angels for Carl, as the German title (laughs) uh, tells us. There is a conversation here between the Rev and Carl specifically about, like, and there's meant to be, like, this, um, 
I guess, comparison between the two, that the Rev also feels lost. He feels like he has no purpose. He feels sad. And, but he can't like give up either. He should go back to the church, just like Carl can't give up just because he's heartbroken. And after a lot of words, which to be honest, I mean, I don't, I wasn't really. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention either. Um, but they convince him, convince him to go to um, see a professional, um, which is good. And uh, well, if he wants to, he wanted to. He 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 was convinced. And he, um, like, already says he's feeling better. He grabs coffee with who is, I think, potentially his new therapist or his new psychologist yeah. or psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, psychiatrist. they say it is. And that is the end of this. But basically it pushes the Rev into realizing that his, like, life's work is helping people. And that's why he should go back to being a reverend because that's what his calling is. It's not music. It's not cooking. It's not anything else. It's helping people specifically through his minister work. Yeah. And this is where we leave it. Uh, I'm actually surprised at the end of this episode, there wasn't any like, like if you were a friend needs help, yeah, you know, call this number or whatever, or like resources and stuff for that. I feel like this would have been a perfect end to it. Cause that's what they usually do at the end of issue episodes like this. Yeah. One. Um, no, that, that would have really tied it all together. But they did not do but that. But they failed to do it again because they're seventh heaven. What was the last thing that we thought was an issue episode that they didn't? They didn't do that after. Um, oh well. Oh, the pregnancy. The, yeah, yeah. yeah we, um, the girl who wanted to give up her baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, they could be handling things better. So, what would you read this episode? Um. Ugh, drab. Uh, two. Really. I'm going to give it a three, a solid three. I mean, I, th- I was entertained by Simon's dancing, I and I think they handled the suicide plot okay. They didn't, you know, totally botch it. I guess, yeah, I guess it could have been very much like, it could have been focused on the Rev a lot more, but instead they actually focused on Carl. Yeah. Fine, I'll give it a 2.5, but only because of the dancing. Okay. And because Usher. Okay, so if you would like to continue listening to us or listen to some of our old episodes, you can listen to us on the Apple iTunes podcast app at soundcloud.com slash CamdenCast and on Stitcher by searching CamdenCast. We have new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And our handle on both of those platforms is at CamdenCastShow. We are CamdenCast at gmail.com. And on Facebook, we are, it's facebook.com slash CamdenCast. I'm Erin. I'm Tanvi. This is CamdenCast. Cast.